Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, wonderful and beautiful Wednesday morning. Hey, thank goodness it's not as chilly as it has been, at least for some. Uh, give me just one minute. I just realized that I left the TV going on, so give me a second. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Like I said, after I do my uh, uh, personal devotions in the morning and spend some time in prayer, I always like to turn the TV on to see what the weather's going to do for the day, the week, and uh, see what's going on around the world, and uh, I accidentally left it on, so I apologize for that rudeness, if you will, so I'm very, very sorry. Hopefully that you will have forgiveness in your heart for such atrocities, but uh, if you cannot, then uh, I really just don't know what to tell you, so <laughs> didn't really, haven't really seen anything spectacular going on that really uh, needs to be addressed this morning. Uh, of course, you know, the big thing in the news is trying to fill the Supreme Court seat and liberals throwing a little hissy fit, trying to bully their way. You know, I just, um, I think they bully and intimidate and didn't get their way. And like I said before, the only way to deal with the bully is just uh, uh, get in their face and fight back, push back. It's the only thing you can do. So, but anyway, I uh, hope everybody has a, a great day ahead of them. And uh, it is uh, Wednesday and uh, good old hump day. And just want to, and I'll, I'll address this again at the at the end of the devotion. Uh, is that uh, uh, won't forget we'll have uh, Wednesday evening service nine to seven. First time we'll be back since this whole thing started, whole pandemic started. First Wednesday back uh, since uh, gosh, when did all this start? February, March, somewhere in there. So I'm kind of excited to get back. But uh, good morning, Ed. And Miss Jennifer says uh, another power outage at two forty this morning. She says she's tired. Wow, I, I didn't notice, but uh, uh, of course I was asleep, but I hadn't noticed it. Now, yesterday it went out for a split second and then uh, come back on. And uh, so I don't know what's going on. I really don't. I don't know if we're there. Are working down here, blowing Garland estates and putting in that other subdivision. If, I, if that's where they're monkeying around and messing stuff up, I don't know. Which you don't want to get me started. I hate with a passion. I hate this new subdivision down here at Shadden Springs. I hate this other new one they're putting in. Why? Because it's increased traffic on our road. I have to worry about my daughter every time she leaves, and I get, I get, I hate it. I'll be honest with you. I hate it with a passion. If I could have sued not for money, but to sue to to preserve. Uh, our countryside and prevent these homes from going in, I'd have done it because I don't, you know, I love people, all right? I love you guys. Oh, good morning, Anita. Sorry. And, uh, but I tell you, you know, these little country roads can't handle the influx of uh, people. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people from uh, up north are coming down and, uh, you know, they uh, are not real friendly. <laughs> a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them aren't real friendly. So, you know, I uh, I don't know. I just have I just get very upset. I love. I guess what it is. I, I love the country. All right. I love wide open fields. I love trees. And you know, it just seems like that is uh, becoming uh, less and less common anymore. I mean, you still see it around here, but I mean, it's just seems like every time you turn around, they put up another stupid subdivision, and just drives me crazy. See, Jennifer, what you got me done? You got me on a tangent here. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing, but, uh, but anyway, I don't know what's going on with the power out power outages. Sorry, I thought I heard a phone ring. Uh, power outages. It must be um, uh, the voices in my head fighting again. <laughs> anyway, well, I tell you what, guys and gals, instead of me rambling and uh, sounding like a moron more than usual this morning, 
I think it's time for us to do our Pledge of Allegiance. So if you would be so kind uh, as to uh, remove, if you have a hat on, to remove that to show respect and to stand, let us stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance, oh, attention salute pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord for that. So I'm glad we live in such a uh, awesome country here, and uh, we can have these these freedoms that we hold so dear. And um, I've, for those on the website, I can see it on social media. I, I put the picture in picture because I am um, I want to show that I do stand, I do remove my hat, I do show respect. I want people to think, well, anybody just sits there and and, uh, and and reads that off in the morning. No, I, I stand. I want to show respect. You know, speaking of that, I tell you, uh, on uh, television, I was eating supper uh, yesterday, and um, one of the sports things, advertisers come on, and I tell you what, I just, uh, I about threw the TV through the house. I was so mad. Uh, because all it was about is showing these these millionaires who play on a ball field, these uh, crybabies, and all it was about was showing their Black Lives Matter stuff, social justice wars, all this stuff written on their uniforms or shoes or helmets, all this bull crap. But if I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, they gave uh, Tim Tebow a hard time because he dared to put scripture on his face. They gave other players a hard time because they wanted to honor police officers. But this garbage is okay. I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm sorry, guys. I've just had just such a belly full of this stuff. And I, I know you all have too. But it just, it's really, really getting old. Until we start standing up and pushing back, man, I, I don't know what it's going to take. You know, I, you know, I used to think that, um, and, and I hope I'm proved wrong, but it seemed like it used to be that uh, I feel like there was enough patriots in this country that they would rise up, push back against um, uh, domestic terrorism uh, and uh, uh, and now I wonder if they would just be put the, to the carts and and uh, willingly to the gas chambers I, you know I, I know we, that sounds a little over dramatic but I'm trying to get a point across I just don't know how much more people will take before they start saying you know what I ain't taking this no more the heck with this you know and uh, you know I'm just I don't know I better let it go <laughs> or I say something I shouldn't I'm sorry guys you know I I am a pastor, and I am a Christian, and I do love the Lord, and I want to do the right thing. But just, there's sometimes, you know, there's just things going on that yeah, I just get so mad. You know, I'm human, too. And uh, we're just going to have to just pray. We're going to just pray about this whole situation, and, uh, and I'm sorry uh, for, for getting so upset sometimes, but I just get so aggravated, I can't see straight. So, But anyway, I hope you understand. But uh, good morning, uh, Lady Stevens Fox. Uh, thanks for watching this morning. And uh, apologize for my rants. Uh, I don't mean to, to get off of those tangents. But well, let's look at our, our scripture this morning. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 31. And I'll bring that up there so that you can uh, read along if you so desire. And uh, let me get this here. Luke 18, 31. Then he took unto him the twelve, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. All right. 
as my pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, um, when our, most of us, or a lot of people, all people, I don't know, <laughs> however you want to categor categorize that, um, have certain ambitions in life, or did when we were younger, and what you wanted to do, what you wanted to be, uh, you know, always envied a lot of people, uh, when I was a teenager in particular, who had a I mean, they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Uh, I had one friend in high school. He knew he wanted to join the Army. He made a career out of it. Uh, he recently retired here a few years ago from the Army. Uh, good guy. I think a lot of him. Uh, I've had uh, other friends. They knew exactly if they wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it may be. They knew. I mean, they zeroed in on it, knew exactly what they wanted to do. And they, they, they hey, man, they, they made their goal. They did it. I uh, I never had a clear, you know, of this is exactly what I want to do. You know, I always struggled back and forth on why, or why I could do this, I could do that. You no, know, I thought I wanted to be an actor, and you know, and uh, but I still never really had a drive to pursue acting either on a local level or or even have the intestinal fortitude to go to California and do, go to auditions. You know, I just, uh, you know, I still meandered around with that. Uh, in, in college, I probably major, I could probably tell you uh, things I didn't major in than the long list of things I did major in. You know, I've, there probably wasn't much that I haven't hit at some point. And uh, I think deep down, I knew that uh, uh, God wanted me in the ministry. You know, I still think about sometimes uh, when I was a kid, my dad was preaching at Liberty Church of the Brethren, uh, not far from my house here in, in Gray. And uh, that was his first uh, uh, full-time uh, pastoral position. We lived in a little parsonage beside of it. Well, I don't know if it was a, I know it was like a Sunday evening or a Wednesday evening. And uh, uh, I don't know if I was, I got a picture of it. I, I probably should have brought it up so you can see it. Uh, but uh, mom just happened to come in when I was standing there. But anyway, I was about seven or eight, maybe. And I remember pulling up a chair. There's a big wooden pulpit. Now, I'm not sure where he's at. He might have been in his office or something. And I remember sitting on that chair, and I remember looking out uh, in that em empty sanctuary. And um, good morning, Crystal. And I remember I just got, I mean, when I looked out of the empty sanctuary, I got a, a, a like a cold chill. And, and almost a, a revelation of this is what you're going to do. You're going to be a pastor. I mean, I remember this distinctly. And uh, and every more every Sunday uh, that I speak, every Sunday morning that I speak, I get to the church early. And every single Sunday morning, I stand at that pulpit. And I look out at that empty auditorium. And I pray for God to use me in any way to minister. And I still get those cold chills sometimes when I look at the empty sanctuary. But, you know, I meandered around life. I didn't, you know, instead of, of, of heeding uh, to God, I got in the world. I've done a lot of stupid stuff like a lot of us have and uh, uh, in running. But I praise God that he turned me around when he did. You know, I still hate the years that I wasted. But, you know, I was thinking the other day I could still be out there goofing and doofing and still wasting time and wasting life. I praise God he changed me when he did. But, you know, as Christians, you know, whatever your ambition in life is or, your, or the profession that you have chosen, remember that God can use you in a mighty way. You know, I think sometimes we neglect that uh, we have a responsibility uh, in this world. Uh, you know, you think of a missionary. You, you A lot of times you think of a, 
a middle-aged man who's given up his profession, who's went out to the uh, deepest, darkest parts of Africa to uh, to minister, and there's situations where that may be so. But, you know, when you see missionaries, they're out there to do the will of God. You know, it's just that uh, they're in their pursuit to do the will of God, they see souls change. They see uh, uh, people's lives uh, touched in a mighty way for God. And, you know, as a pastor, that's not what I want to do. I just want to do the will of God. I just want to be a tool in his toolbox. I just want to be a, a weapon in his arsenal. And I just want to be used humbly for God's sake. And if I'm able to touch lives, great. Uh, you know, but either way, I want to do the will of God. You know, you look at so many um, uh, martyrs. You look at so many missionaries. You look at so many uh, people who've done the will of God who've worked majority of their lives in different parts of the world and never saw a soul saved in their lifetime. But then you see the legacy of what they left behind and how many people's lives have been changed as a result of their work for the Lord. You know, uh, we can also look, you know, of course, our opening scripture this morning uh, was in Luke, but I also like to read Matthew 28, uh, 19. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, verse 20, to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, my friends, the point of reading that is that we all as Christians our responsibility to do the will of God. We all have a responsibility to go and tell all people uh, about the, the name of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Jesus, uh, he, 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 him and the disciples, they went out uh, to minister and tell others until Jesus went to Jerusalem and eventually he was crucified. That was what he knew he had to do. That's what he was prepared for. And even though we are to do the things of Jesus Christ, even though he had the, uh, the crucifixion to look forward to, to be his future, we have the future of the glory of heaven for ours. And so that's one thing that we can praise God for, his grace and his mercy. And we need to preach heaven. We need to preach others to be about Jesus Christ. You know, I think that's a real detriment to our society is a lack of Christians, a lack of people out there to tell others about the love of Christ. Majority of people out there, I don't say majority, I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but um, it just seems like it's an uphill battle uh, to really tell others about Jesus. You have such skepticism out there. And you have people who, uh, of course, I call the pseudo-intellectuals, that if they didn't have Google and Yahoo and Bing or whatever it is, search engine they had at their hands, they wouldn't be able to give a solid defense. And 99.9% .9 of people out there just parrot what they've seen other non-Christians, atheists, agnostics, uh, say uh, and uh, in their defense. You know, a lot of young people, I, you know, are searching. They they want something real. You know, a majority of people are tired of the fluff. You know, I, I said this uh, the other day. Uh, you know, uh, there are some people out there that have messaged me uh, that are thinking about coming and visiting our church because there is the the I'm not you know our church. I ain't saying it's the perfect church. I'm not saying you know there's a lot of good godly Bible believing churches out there. And you got to go where you're led. You know, so I'm not trying to say our church is the it's the only church you can go to. I'm not saying that. My point is, churches like ours are getting fewer and far between to really preach the truth, to stand on the whole word of the gospel, that's unafraid to tackle controversial social issues. Whatever it is, anything that is contrary to the word of God, we have to stand up for. And uh, so as a result, we have a lot of biblically ignorant Christians out there. And we do have a lot of young people who are searching for truth, who want that. They're tired of the fluff. They're tired of the, the warm and fuzzies. They want to hear 
the gospel. They want to hear the truth. They want to know how to give a solid defense. They want to know how we know that God is real, that Jesus is real, that our faith is real. And so you know, that's why we need good, strong biblical teaching. And as a result, uh, we have a lot of people after a lot of Christians who are afraid to, uh, uh, to, to speak the truth of the gospel because they're scared of the repercussions that they may receive in the workplace, uh, among peers, uh, at school, and so therefore they remain silent. We have responsibilities. Yes, there are our, our missionaries who are in other countries uh, to uh, to spread the gospel, to, to talk to others. Uh, it's hard to believe that there are, there are still some places that are still uh, unevangelized. I believe those places are getting fewer far between because uh, the fact that we are living in the last days, I firmly believe that. And we know that one of the indicators that Christ is going to return, that every single person in this world will have God had an opportunity to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And just for social media alone, uh, the billions that it reaches, I, I think that is uh, hard-pressed to find many who have not heard the gospel. And like I say, even in... They, uh, uh, Missionaries that went to some of the, I get out here in a second, the most remotest places in this planet and found them worshiping the Lord. Lord's going to reveal himself one way or the other. They don't have to always send a white man. But, um, but you know, our responsibility, uh, you can look at ourselves as missionaries uh, in this in this strange land, if you will, because we are sojourners, we are passing through. And as a missionary for Jesus Christ, you have responsibility. And we will be judged for that. And so are you are you doing those things? Are you making an effort to tell others about Jesus Christ? I know some people are are, are, are not an extrovert like I am. I'm very outgoing. Uh, I don't know. I can be very boisterous. I can be obnoxious. You know, I know that. And in fact, I pray about that. Lord, I, you know, I, I try to be funny sometimes. And I don't always come across the right way. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are introverts. And it is very painful, very hard for them to uh, to talk out publicly about certain things. But you have to overcome that. You know, when you look at shyness, it's really self-centeredness because you're so worried about what others think about you, it's hard for you to get that out communicate. You may say, well, that's not fair. That's very nasty. Well, that's, that's the problem. See, you never see a problem in the Bible talking about low self-esteem. In fact, the Bible talks the opposite of that. We think too highly of ourselves. That is our problem. We think too much of ourselves. And so we need to get beyond that, get past that, because we have a mission we have a responsibility. We have a job to do as Christians to tell others about the love of Christ. And some people say, well, I don't know how to witness. I don't know how to tell others about the Lord. Explain to them in all sincerity what God has done for you. When they can see that sincerity in your eyes about Jesus Christ has touched your heart, touched your life, that would be far greater meaning and significance in their lives than if you'd memorize the, the four spiritual laws or uh, memorize some uh, other form of, of uh, evangelism. But, the, you know, we, we've got to get out there, guys. And we're, we're, we're the, 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 the sand is running out of the hourglass, and we've got to get out there and tell others about the Lord. If they reject it, then, you know, then that's fine. You try to do, all you can do is try to plant that seed and try to tell them. And if they reject that, they push you away. You know what? You've done what you're supposed to do. You go on. And uh, if you plant that seed and and uh, all of a sudden you see on Facebook, they say, well, I talked to so-and-so and, -so and uh, they led me to the Lord. And you're thinking, well, I talked to them about the Lord and and why didn't they, you know, <laughs> they don't understand why they didn't say the prayer, but they said the prayer for somebody else. Hey, don't be upset about that. Remember, 
uh, we, we are to plant the seed. If someone else it may call someone else to water that seed and then uh, and bring that to fruition. So God uses people. So, uh, you know, you were still used to uh, to bring about uh, that salvation. So don't don't be upset if you, uh, you know, because uh, I've, I've often uh, had that experience myself. You know, I've taught somebody and all of a sudden they're on Facebook talking about they went to this church and they got saved. And I'm thinking, well, well, I don't understand. I just talked to him. What, you know, but hey, that's okay. You know, God still used all those involved to bring about his work and his will. So don't worry about that. But um, remember, we, we are, uh, we're still uh, a type of missionaries. You know, we may not be a literal missionary going to other places, but we still have that calling as Christians uh, to go out and tell us about the Lord. Now, uh, that's why we need to study. All right. That's why we need to study to show ourselves approved so that we can give that solid defense. Because when you're going to run across people who are going to reject Christ, and they will try to um, uh, question you because they want to confuse you, and they want to come out thinking they were superior, you know, if you don't know the answer, tell them, I don't know the answer to that, but I can research it and get back with you. But you need to study. You know, one great book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell, it is a very informative book, but it is very... Uh, textbooky, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's very much uh, uh, dry. It's not easy reading. Uh, another great book. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the author of that book. Well, it's went blank on me. But uh, uh, now it is a very easy read, very informative. Uh, got some great information in there to give a good solid defense uh, for the gospel. And uh, so, you know, those are a couple of sources to look at uh, to consider. Uh, in, in your um, uh, studies, because you need to be studying, you need to be reading, you need to be able to give that solid defense. You know, as a pastor, I have that passion, I have that drive, I have that ambition to try to touch hearts and minds. That is, I've been, uh, that is that high calling, and I take it very seriously, and I want to make sure I'm teaching, instructing, and have people to learn, to encourage those around me. But as Christians, you have a responsibility as well. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, I'm not a pastor. Well, no, hold on now. You are still been called, and you're still a Christian. You may not be a pastor, but you have still been called as a Christian to go out to all nations. We have a responsibility to tell all those around us about Jesus Christ, his love, his grace, his mercy, and what he can do for, the, for you. So don't neglect that responsibility, and don't worry about repercussions. Don't worry about what uh, uh, may happen. God will give you what you need when you need it. You get out there and you be as bold as lions. Remember, we got to be bold for Jesus Christ and stand true and stand strong for the Lord. So let's not uh, ever bend or waver to the societal uh, whims, but let us stay true and strong to the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. Let's get out there and let's minister and let's tell all those around them what Jesus Christ has done for them. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, help us daily uh, to be a witness for you, to be a light in this world of darkness, to be uh, the salt of the earth, to preserve your holy word. Lord, let us stand true. Let us stand strong. Let us stand boldly for the gospel. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide us, watch over, protect us this day. Keep us safe and well till we meet again. And Lord, uh, just pray that uh, you'll be with this nation as I pray every morning, that you'll bring peace upon this land, and that you will uh, 
uh, touch the hearts and minds, and uh, they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I just want to lift up uh, our sister in Christ, Wendy Lee. I know she's really having a rough time right now, Lord. I just pray you be with her and heal her and guide the doctors to bring her to full and complete health. Lord, I pray you be with Kim Penix, your leader, guide her, watch over, protect her, and bring her to uh, full and complete health. Lord, I pray you be with Linda David Feathers and Troy and Ginger Hood. I pray that you'll be with Fran Pear and her sisters, and I pray that you'll be with the family of, of uh, the Goins family and the uh, Barker family. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with Murph, Mr. Roger Winters, and bring healing upon him. Lord, be with our president, give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, and discernment uh, that he needs, the running of our country, protection about him and his family. And Lord, please, please, Lord, let our election outcome be one that we can all rejoice in. Lord, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And I uh, just want to give you a friendly reminder, don't forget uh, that uh, tonight we will have our Wednesday evening service like I said, it's the first time we've been back in for our midweek refueling since uh, this whole virus thing broke out. So I'm excited for our first Wednesday back. I did this little advertisement for Facebook, and not one person noticed that I put my head on uh, uh, my... There's a picture of me when I was uh, just a kid about, I don't know, uh, seven or eight or six or seven years old, and I put my head on my body, and nobody even noticed. Here I was in a leisure suit, and nobody even noticed. So... Uh, Glad that you all are so observant. Uh, so, but anyway, I do hope everybody will come out tonight at 7 o'clock, 118 Julie Lane. And uh, we're going to dive into God's Word. got some great stuff we're going to cover this evening, and uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, in closing, uh, if you want to share these devotions on social media, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77 And uh, if you don't do social media, or obviously you do, or you won't be watching, I'm talking about those uh, the fr friends or family that you may have that uh, you think might like to watch these each morning, and they don't do Facebook, uh, they can always watch live on our, on our website at flbconline.com, as well as all of our uh, uh, services at Fat My Life. They can watch that on there as well. And after these are uh, these live devotions are, are uploaded, I put those to uh, uh, YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young, and you can also find me on the Dog Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, audio only, but you can listen to that as you're going out and about your day, devotions, and all of our sermons. You can uh, check that out. Well, my friends, uh, here we are at a close uh, this morning, and uh, I just want you to know, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thank you, Robin Fulce, and uh, I hope you all have a great day, and God bless you. Thanks for watching. <music>